and welcome to episode 27 of the Cinefessions podcast. I am one of your three hosts. My name's Brandon Schauen, and we have Chris Ranson and Ash Collins. Ash, I know you're not feeling too well tonight, but uh, what, what are you coming down with? Everything. <laughs> we, it's either a flu, cold, or a really nasty sinus infection. Yeah. That always it, sucks. Those, my wife thinks I now have the plague. So. <laughs> exactly. Sounds about right. And what about you, Chris? How are you feeling? Awesome. Just a little tired. I've I've the screaming poops, so my butthole's been burning a little. That's unfortunate. Oh well. <laughs> oh, it happens. Man. You need you need the squatty potty. Just get no. That, just get it done with. That wouldn't help. <laughs> that just lets it come out easier. Exactly. I must have eaten something that just makes it burn. Man, oh man. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> but it tasted, whatever it was, it tasted good. I bet it did. I don't know what it was. But... <laughs> awesome. So, Ash, what did you end up doing this past week? Uh, Not a whole lot. My work schedule's... Uh change so i've been busy with work and then i get home and i don't feel like doing anything so <laughs> the saturday i uh finished with our bathroom putting up new shelves and we rearranged outside so that the pool is officially packed away for winter okay so parts aren't laying out and everything it was it was a work day well i did play a little mass effect on saturday because it was on seven day so what does that mean uh n7's uh shepherd's uh, marine designation in the Mass Effect universe, so they kind of made uh, November 7th unofficial Mass Effect day. Oh, okay. I saw the hashtag and I had no idea what the hell that was about, so <laughs> good. Now I know. Anything else this past week? Uh, I did manage to get that review film watched. I just haven't had a chance to sit down to write the review yet. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so uh, an anthology film review coming in. Uh, what was it? Do you remember what it was called? I can't even remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, Horror Network. That's right. Okay. I'm glad she's here because I don't remember. <laughs> I think that one came out at the end of October, if I remember right. So should see a review of that in the coming week here or so. So excellent. All right. What about you, Chris? What did you do this past week? Again, everything. <laughs> all I do is stuff, stuff, stuff. Um... Well, let's start with video games, because that's the shortest one. Um, I finished off Rise of the Tomb Raider and made Square Enix pissed at me for talking about it, apparently. It's not out yet. You can't talk about it. Yeah, didn't they, uh, they, what did they do? They shut you down on YouTube and shit, right? Yeah, they, they, I had to go through, like, training on YouTube for copyright infringement or something bullshitty. And then I got, like, all of my posts on any message board deleted. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm like, really? I'm like, I will just spoil it all now. <laughs> Fuckers. Oh. And then, because all the reviews went live today, and mm -hmm. it's just hysterical, because th they all say something different. Like, half the people hated the combat. combat. The other half loved the combat. And then the weird thing was they all praised it for having really challenging puzzles and i'm like um no like i'd walk into a room i'd spin around go there's the answer do it walk out it's my prize hmm. <laughs> there was only one that stumped me and it was because there was this little lever and it was like up in this weird corner and you could only see it from like one specific angle 
Okay. So I was like thrown off. I'm like, I'm like, I have to do this with this and this, but what am I missing? Why isn't this working? Hmm. And then I realized that there was a lever. So how many hours did you log into the game? Um, well, it took 14 to beat it. Okay. With 80% completion, which is a lot of completion considering how many collectibles there are. So then I spent another hour and I got up to 88%. Okay. And then I was over it. I'm like, ugh. It's not bad. No. So, I mean, most reviewers seem to have spent like 20 hours on it. Mm -hmm. But then they made like comments that make no sense because that's not how it works in the game. So I'm like, I don't understand. Like one person was like, I don't have enough coin to upgrade my blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's awesome because you don't use coins to upgrade anything. And then, hmm. so that's interesting. Yeah. Like whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Microsoft and Square were like throwing some money around, but that would never happen. Oh boy. Fanboy alert. Fanboy alert. No. Uh, Cue the conspiracy uh, theories. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. This, this, this is, this is true. I mean, look at it. They were telling, oh, look, we're going to have backwards compatibility. They released a list of 100 titles. I can't find a single person on my entire Twitter feed who has more than three titles out of that 100 that they actually want to play. Well, <laughs> it's it's the beginning. It's a start. Oh, yeah, but it's a shitty start. It's the same way they do with the 360. It's going to take them like four years to get every game that people actually want on there. Well, all of the games on demand games are also backwards compatible. Not all of them. All the future games with gold games are going to be backwards compatible. Oh, okay. Yeah, because almost every game is available digitally. I finished that, and then I, of course, had to get Call of Duty Black Ops 3 from the red box, because I would never buy a Call of Duty game. Outside of Modern Warfare, the first one was really good. The rest kind of sucked. Um, but this one just pissed me off, because, you know, it takes forever to download a game. Like, even if it's a disc, it still takes forever to download. And then I was like, fuck the update. I'm not waiting another fucking, like, hour and a half. There's no way I'm going to finish it in, like, a day. And then things came up, and I, I only finished, like, two or three missions. And then when I came back to it, it had downloaded the update, and then it installed it. And when it installed it, it deleted my progress because it's stupid. So then I had to redo it. And then I got exactly to where I was and then saved and quit because I was tired. I was like, fuck it, I'll just finish it the next day. And it deleted half of my progress. So I don't know what that was about. So then I was like, fuck, I can't stop playing it because this is going to delete my progress. So I had to finish <laughs> that in a quick sitting. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was okay. There's some cool levels like near the end. But it's basically like Robocop. Like, the new RoboCop or the old RoboCop? Just RoboCop. Just in general. You get your arms ripped and you're like half robot, but then like you have weird mem don't want to ruin it. But it's it's kinda stupid. So it's Deus Ex Revolution, right? I don't know, I didn't play it. Oh okay. That's what Jim Sterling said. He said it was like Deus Ex whatever meets Robocop meets Call of Duty. But anyway, so that's my thoughts on Black Ops 3, it's okay. And let me say that you, you were right. I, I, what I was reading about the games on demand must have been an old, something old, because I don't see that in this new one. It was just like you said, the games with gold going forward are available. So I just wanted to tell you too, because I was telling Ashwell you were off. Uh, so I was yeah. mistaken there. 
And then what else did I play? Uh, I started playing Magicka 2 today because it's the, one of the free PS Plus games. Yeah. That fucking game is hard. Oh, really? It's all be, well, it plays like, um, an action RPG meets like a twin stick shooter. Oh. So you have magic and it's assigned to like your four face buttons, but then you can hold L1 and it opens up four more. And then the D pad is used for, uh, quick selecting other spells you have. Hmm. But then you aim all your spells with the right stick as well. So obviously you can't aim. So basically you have to know the combinations that you're going to enter. Yeah. You can like, you can combine magic. So like you can do like death, fire, death. And then if you press the right stick towards the thing, it'll shoot it for X amount of time. And it'll be like a specific spell. So, but it's kind of hard. And I was playing online, but apparently there's an achievement for killing your friends a thousand times. Cause yeah. if you're playing with people, like you automatically hurt them. Like if they get into your way. Oh, friendly fire on. Yeah. So my first like online game, I encountered that hmm. where they just kept killing me over and over. And I was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so then I just kept running into issues. I made it to like chapter three out of nine. I'm like, this is just too frustrating. Like, it's, it's a little overly complex for like so early in the game. Yeah. Like I'd rather just slowly get a couple spells. Hmm. And I'm not a, not a fan of like the the right. It, I can't do right stick. I'd rather have like the shoulder buttons. If they all did something, mm-hmm. and then you just press the right stick to use it. That that would make more sense to me. I think I, I think we just discovered the first Cinefessions Let's Play. Because all three of us can play it, can play together, and I'll I'll stream it, and we can have it archived. Oh, Perfect. God. Oh God. Perfect. Because we all have it. Because we all have PS Plus. Hell yeah. So those are the games I played, and then I read some books. I read the third, the fourth Zombie Chasers book. Something who's uh, I think I have it right here. Yeah, it's called. Empire State of Slime. And it was terrible. <laughs> I don't the title like that. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a kid series, but it was just, oh. it's so, like, they finished off the plot line after the third one. And then obviously they realized, hey, it's just like, this is like a cash cow. So mm-hmm. let's keep rolling with it. And then I, it dawned on me that I could listen, instead of the music at work, I can listen to audiobooks. Oh, yeah. To make me even more antisocial than I already am there. <laughs> so I was finishing up um, All the Light You Cannot See by Anthony Dower. I finished that the other day. Never heard of it. Uh, you know, on like a Pulitzer and all kinds of stuff. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. And then today I read Perv, The Sexual Deviant in All of Us. Okay. Which, you know, it discusses, like, different fetishes and stuff like that. So, like, people who are into, like, amputees. Yeah. Um, you know, mentions homosexuality, pedophiles. People are into, like, having insects crawling on them and biting them while masturbating. What? Um, the grossest one involves, like, this documented case from, like, 2008 of this, like, overly obese like teenager maybe he's like early 20s somewhere in there yeah that's 16 to 24 and australia i think 
and I guess his father finally took him to the doctor and he had all these like sores on like his belly, like those areas that he couldn't like wash and take care of. Mm-hmm. So they gave him all like these creams and ointments and pills to like, you know, get rid of it. So when he went for his checkup, it was still the same. And they're like, why are you taking the things? And he's like, no, because I get really turned on when I put my fingers in it and then lick the pus off of it. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So I'm at work. and add nauseous to the list of symptoms I've got. oh god so i'm at work and this is like going through like my ear my headphones and i'm like (laughs) i'm like dry heaving like in the aisle of course there's no one around the scene oh god that's awful yeah so there was all kinds of like weird things but i mean it it skims over stuff and there's way too much focus on like homosexuality because it's written or it's written and it's read by the author, um, who's like a gay psychologist. Oh. So, I mean, obviously that's his specialties. Right. And the things he knows. Hmm. And, yeah, that and pedophilia, that was, hmm. that was, that was just, that's awful, bad, blah, 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 blah. It was like breaking it down into like, you know, prepubescent and then teenagers and like when the laws all changed and how like the United States was first formed, like, I think some states' legal age was, like, eight years old. Holy shit. Yeah. And then they bumped up to, like, some were 10, some were 13, then it was 16, then most of them are, like, 18 now as of, like, 1980. Wow. So, yeah. I wouldn't really recommend the book. It wasn't all that interesting. No? I mean, it had, it had some, like, you know, the first half was interesting, but then it kind of just meandered on, and then I felt, like, weird and creepy listening to the pedophile thing while I'm at work. Right. <laughs> I'm like, God, I hope no one can hear this, like, coming through my headphones at all. Um, oh, man. Yeah. So then I watched, I've been watching some movies, too. So I finally finished watching The Hoarder, The Hoarder, which I didn't care for at all. Mm. Like, it just went this completely other route. And I was like, oh. That, because I, I talked about it briefly last week because I couldn't finish it, but I finally finished it. And then you had gave, given me some movie called Kingdom Come about these people who stay in like um, a psychiatric hospital or they wake up and find her in like this hospital. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like a Jesus movie, but not. And it's like Hellraiser written by like naughty Christians. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> It was weird, Naughty. and not 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 the good kind of weird. Yeah, it was just weird, and I was like, oh, I don't ever want to see this again. Hmm. And then I watched Alleluia, which was um, it's a foreign film, and it's based off of um, these two serial killers in America, but they just put them there. This married guy, he um, meets some woman, and like they do all these. They like basically seduce another woman in, and then they kill the woman. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, it opens with a penis. Like, oh. there's a naked man. So I'm like, hell yeah, five star right there. Right. And then it, it gets a little weird. There's a scene where he's laying in bed masturbating, and she sticks her toes in his mouth, and he starts sucking on them while she starts fingering herself. And I'm like, it's a little weird that this is happening, but. Just gonna go with it, but it was interesting, and, and the performances are really good, and they're just like apeshit crazy. 
think it's like cool. it's not Hungarian, but it's like one of those countries in that area. Okay. I forget. And then of course on the fifth I had to watch V for Vendetta. I still haven't seen that movie. What? It's good. It's written by the Wachowskis. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and then I, Frank Frank Miller had no say in the script at all. Did he write it? The mo- or did well, he write Frank the Miller, comic? Yeah, Frank Miller did the comic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't the think so. Novel. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Frank Miller did three hundred. V for Vendetta was Alan Moore, which is why. Um, Alan oh, okay. was so pissed off about Watchmen because he hated what they did with V for Vendetta. Because how dare they make it modern and and uh, upset his work and blah 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 blah. It's a different medium, jackass. That's weird. I always thought it was Frank Miller. Shows what I know. Now Miller did three hundred, um, which Zack Snyder did, and then the Wachowskis did um, V for Vendetta, and then uh, Snyder followed that up later with. Um, Watchmen. Hmm. The other Alan Moore one that he was really pissed about was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and that one oh, he, yeah. he deserves to be pissed off for that one. <laughs> <laughs> they took a great idea and turned it into stock Hollywood. Right. Oh, that's uh, it's a fun movie if you take it as stock Hollywood, but if you look at where the source material was, it's like wow. <laughs> so, and we went to the theater and saw Spectre, which was yeah. it was pretty good. Okay. I've heard. I've been hearing that it's kind of okay. That it's good. Nothing. Nothing really better than good is what I've heard about it thus far. I've heard yeah. it. Even the people who hate it say it's better than Quantum of Solace. And one guy said it was the worst Bond movie ever made. And obviously, he didn't see Pierce Brosnan's last film. And while I love Pierce Brosnan's last film for how bad it is, <laughs> it is possibly the worst fucking Bond movie ever made. Which one is that? Do you know the name? Uh oh, God! It's the one with Halle Berry. Uh, uh no one uh, lives forever. Uh no. Goldeneye, um Tomorrow Never Dies is another one of his uh, both N sixty four games. Uh shit, hang on. Now I have to look it up. I must know. Yeah, if only I had the power of the internet at my hand. <laughs> yeah, Madonna was in it and like they had this weird I mean, it had a great idea, they just completely hosed it die another day oh okay came out in 2002 that was the one where they decided we should probably reboot this because we have ventured into the realm of the absolutely ridiculous (laughs) and that's why we ended up getting casino royale gotcha and then i watched a movie called tag which it's on amazon prime which was the only way i could find it and like a whole eight people have seen it on on Letterboxd. So now it's nine because I watched it. But basically, it's about a group of kids who have HIV and they decide to, that they didn't really feel alive until they found out that they had this disease. So they want to share it. So they decide to go around playing tag by running up to random people that they may or may not know, cutting them, and then letting their blood into theirs to, con- to possibly infect them. I mean that is one of the most fucked up premises I've ever heard. Kids was Kids deals with the same similar premise. It's just that it's only one kid doing it. Wow. It it was okay. Like it's it's badly written and badly directed, so everything's kind of just off. Hmm. When was and it from? Do you know? Kids was pretty good. Uh, it came out this year. Oh okay. 
and you said kids is pretty good you said is that what you said yeah. Ash? okay yeah but i haven't seen it in a long damn time i saw it when it first came out uh and i was 17 at the time and it was nc17 so i had to see it <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah it's been a long time since i saw it it's like uh one of rosero dawson's first movies i think hmm. she's in it i don't honestly don't remember who else was in that movie but that's the same director from spring breakers right Mm-hmm. Same writer. Same writer. Okay. Okay. And then I made the horrible mistake of loading up The Stranger, which is on Netflix. Or you might know it as Eli Roth Presents The Stranger, <laughs> which is about this guy who comes to the this stranger who comes to this town who has come to kill his wife, who is addicted to drinking blood. And he has the same disease as she does, and bad things happen. And if that description sounds awful, that's because the entire movie was awful. Yeah, the description never sounded interesting to me, so I never watched it, even though it had Eli Roth presents in front of the title. Yeah, it was stupid. And it's supposed to take place in Canada, so you'd think it would have at least been filmed there, since, you know, everything gets filmed there, but they filmed it in Chile. (laughs) (laughs) And... Because Chile looks like Canada. (laughs) And they like dub over some of the Chilean actors they have. It's just weird. I don't know. The whole thing's weird. And then a few, like, I think it was last week or week before I was listening to the Screamcast and Sean had watched um, Exeter, which is also on Netflix. And it's from the director of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot Mm -hmm. or remake, whatever. Remake. And so I'm like, ooh, it'll at least be pretty. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. This movie's awful. I I hated everyone. There's this annoying fat kid. And I've seen him. I don't know where. And then I looked him up and I hadn't seen anything he's been in. But he used to go by the name Knickknack. That was his acting name. And I think he does like some YouTube thing. But he's just one of those annoying fat kids that you just want to punch in a movie who like he has all those like he's he's the joking fat kid he reminds me of the the guy who has the hockey mask in Friday the 13th part 3 that everyone <laughs> hates no but, no 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 but, he, but he worse just... but he's worse he's worse than that hmm. so the, the whole it it plays out like the craft meets the exorcist inside of an insane asylum so basically, they all do the um, light as a feather, stiff as a board thing, and then the girl gets possessed, and they call like a priest to come in, and the priest dies, and they're like running around screaming, "The power of Christ compels you," and then <laughs> it got really weird. And then like this one guy, he's running around in his underwear because he's high because he's the stoner. You might have, I didn't. And this giant ring falls on top of him. I see it like. Huh? Uh, she asked me if we watched that. I didn't watch it. Yeah, it takes place in the insane asylum. Yeah, it's called Backmask. On yeah, even my wife says it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. This one kid gets like cut in half by something, but then like as it's falling, you see it hit him and it, like cuts him in half. But then it shows him falling again, and he's not cut in half, and it's not even on top of him. <laughs> and, and then he is cut in half, and I'm just like, what just the fuck happened? But there was one cool scene where this chick gets these two syringes into her eyes, and then they get yanked out. Hmm. That was kind of cool. I mean, there's a couple cool deaths, but otherwise it just wasn't very 
it sucked. So I was on a streak of sucking. So I, don't, I didn't really feel that. But we went to the opera yesterday. Yeah, you did. Um, and I had never been to the opera before. So we saw La Boheme. And it's really oh, hard because I don't know. It's not French. It's in Italian. That's what it is. It's in Italian. So obviously you don't know Italian. So they have the super titles above the stage. So I found it too hard to try to read and focus on what was going on <laughs> on the stage. And then it, the first act was really slow. And then the second act was slightly better. And the third act was really slow, but they had all the snow falling. And then you could see it just piling up on stage. So that was kind of cool. Fourth act, I was like, oh my god, just fucking die already because I'm over this. This is too long. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was okay. It's definitely not my preferred uh, experience to see something. But it gotcha. was a fun experience. I- I'd rather I'd rather see a play. Yeah. Yeah, well, or I, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, Player musical. I can't, I, I'm, I can't handle opera. I, I think yeah. it's very pretty, but I can get through like one one song, and then it's like, okay, I can't understand a word, and I need context. It's like why I couldn't get into J-pop and K-pop while my other friends were getting into it in anime. It's like, I can't really understand them. It's very pretty. Hmm. But I just I can't understand what they're saying. So, I mean, it was, some, it was tickets we had won. It wasn't like we paid like Seventy dollars for it or anything like that. Yeah, but I think that was my week. Awesome. So yeah, I played some video games this week. I picked up Call of Duty Black Ops Three as well. I'm liking it more than you, but that's to be expected, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am on mission nine at this point. Played a few missions today. Um, it's fun. I really like it. There are some things that really piss me off about it, though. Like how we get trained in the f- second mission, I think is what it is, to do all these cool, like, I don't know, if they hit LB and RB at the same time, they have like these, just like, uh, these powers, I can't remember what they're called, cyber, cybernetic powers, I think. And I finally realized how to like upgrade them, but even though I'm upgrading them, they're not the same ones that we had in mission two. Like they're different things. Uh, and so- that's because they, they unlock everything in mission two and you cannot unlock everything in mission two in the game normally until you hit cap level cap otherwise you have to plan your builds to see what you want to do with them well that makes sense i guess yeah i kind of saw how badass you are oh by the way you're level one right and it's like Sometimes I'm like this cool super soldier, you know, this futuristic soldier. And then other times I can't fucking jump over this tiny little wall. Like that really <laughs> fucking pisses me off. Like I can climb a wall when the game wants me to climb a wall, but I can't even hop over a fucking ledge up some points. And I'm just like, are you fucking serious? Like make up your mind. Like, oh, what am I? Do you feel like the parkour just stops working? Yeah. Like, absolutely. Because like, I see like another soldier and he's like running across the wall. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's what I have to do. Yep. So I go to do it and I'm just like, fall. Yeah, I like, fall. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about because I did the exact same thing. He runs across the wall. I'm like, okay, finally, I'm going to get my fucking, my cool running wall run thing back that I have to use because you trained me on it in mission two. So clearly at some point in these 11 missions, I'm going to have to use this. And I'm already at mission six or seven at this point. So I'm like, awesome. Here we go. I hit the A button and I fucking plop down to the ground. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> why, why did you even teach me how to do this shit? If I'm not going to be able to use it. Sounds like uh, Prince of Persia when they made the PSP versions, like, that looked great, mm-hmm. but it loaded like shit, and, like, uh, it would, like, delay your actions by, like, up to, like, three seconds, so if you're going to play, uh, you had to, like, time out your actions to when you want them to happen, as opposed to when you actually hit the fucking button. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That is obnoxious as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And that second mission goes on fucking forever. And it's the yes. one I kept having to repeat over and over. Yep. And I'm like, I fucking hate this mission. I cannot fucking, and I think you said the same, I cannot believe how difficult the game is. And I'm playing on very easy. And yeah, there's it, times where I just die. And I'm like, yeah. what killed me? I know. And it's like one hit. I feel like I'm down. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't even see I anything think, come to me. I think me. they designed it for co-op specifically. Um like, you can do it without other people, but it's insanely easier with people type of thing. Oh, I couldn't even find a co-op option. That's uh, what I was wondering. I was wondering if there was co-op, because I didn't see it either. <laughs> totally there's co-op, because you're supposed to be able to do the story campaign with extra people. Like, I think, I think it even does split screen. But, like but that doesn't even make sense that... It doesn't make sense that you could play it co-op. As you... Like, you... it always feels like I'm the only person there... I don't know. I feel like Hendrix is always there. Yeah. But I feel like I'm the only person there doing anything, and that's what pisses me off. It drops your customized soldier, and I think that was what I got from the one review I read. Mm. And I was just like, this sounds too fucking complicated. Next. Well, it's weird. Like, you have the central hub that you go to between Mm -hmm. missions, and there's all kinds of things there. Yeah. But there's too many things. Exactly. It'd be better instead of having, like, one computer for clothes, one computer to upgrade. Just have one fucking computer. Mm. Don't have like ten things spread out across this little room to interact with. Give me one thing. Let me just go there. Because I think I opened up like the clothing thing and I'm like, why the fuck would I want to change my clothes? I know. <laughs> Barbie? <laughs> right. I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, I'm just going to play the mission. I don't have time for this shit. Yeah, like I was at mission, I think it was before mission eight and I finally, or maybe it was before mission seven, and I was finally, I was walking on the thing. And I was like, because I was talking to Chris. I'm like, why the fuck do they show up these these cybernetic things if we're not going to do it? And then I happened to see one of the computers said something about, I I might be wrong. They might not be cybernetic, but I'm going to use that term because I think that's right. But one of the computers said it and I was like, oh, okay. So I finally figured out how to upgrade. And I had like 18 uh, points to use. And, you know, each time you unlock something, it only costs one point. And so I was able to unlock one full because you get like three cybernetic options i was able to lock one fully and upgrade it fully and then uh do another one almost halfway there and so not until mission seven i'm actually taking advantage of this and i mean i'm not gonna i don't see myself playing the game again but i did hear that after you beat the game you can actually play through it again and it turns into like a zombies call of duty zombies but i had my first taste of zombies in my last mission and i don't fucking want to deal with that shit anymore that was annoying (laughs) as hell well, I think you actually have to, like, unlock the mode. There's a certain way to unlock it. Oh, okay. like, You don't have to beat the game. Oh, you have, like, gotcha. The, you, have, you have the zombie mode, and then you have, like, this other campaign thing. Um, and They released a video for it, and mm-hmm. inside the video was the secret to unlock it, but I didn't care enough. Okay. But, mm-hmm. 
But yeah, once you beat the game, it like just reloads and the whole game just starts over from like mission one. Oh, really? Because I was like, is there more? Like, this is weird. Hmm. And then, no, I was like, uh, I know this cutscene. I've only seen it four fucking times. Yeah, so I'm thinking, like, I want, like I said, Mission 8, there's only 11 missions. I think I'll be done. I, I literally have nothing to do tomorrow. I already picked up on my leaves today, so I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. So I'll probably end up beating it tomorrow. And I'm considering just selling it back because it would only turn into be like a $10 rental, basically, from what I paid for it to what I can get for it. So we'll see. I don't know. I like it, but I just, I don't know if I'll actually play the multiplayer. And so I might, you know, just end up taking it back because i didn't think i'd get through the mission uh the campaign this quickly because usually i buy a game and it sits on my shelf for four or six four to six months and then i'll finally open it and then play it for an hour and then it just goes on the shelf for another year or two and so i didn't expect to beat it as quickly as i have at this point so we'll see but i beat forza horizon 2 i got the pink bracelet apparently there's a gold bracelet but i don't i don't know but i beat the uh the like horizon finale and so it just kept going. I thought that I was thought for sure like there was going to be like end, you know, an end credit scene or something. But no, it just keeps going like you can just go on indefinitely, I guess, until you beat all the races. And there's a shit ton of races you can beat. Um, and so I thought to myself, OK, well, I don't really want to play more races so I can just collect these boards. And so there's like boards throughout the map, this huge map and uh, I thought they were all labeled on the map. And so I would just like go to the map and click on, you know, click on it. And then they would give me driving directions to it. And then I would destroy the board and move on. But I think I've like cleared every XP board, um, every uh, like fast track board or whatever the hell it is. And uh, all the other boards, I feel like I've cleared them all and there's not anything left on the map for me to do. And there's still like 75 or 80 boards left to find. So I'm not just driving through the whole thing. Uh, but I mean, that game is it's excellent. I absolutely love that game. It is a ton of fun to play. And I got my Camaro in it. And so I've been racing with that. And it's awesome. It makes me happy. <laughs> but so there's that. I beat that one. And what else? I haven't played Halo Co-op this past week. Because I wanted to beat Slacker. Forza. I know. I wanted to get through Forza. but. Yeah, I don't know. I bought a lot of shit, a lot of shit that I couldn't even begin to remember. A lot of really cheap PS3 games, a lot of cheap first-person shooter PS3 games like Battlefield 3, Battlefield Bad Company. Uh, I picked up Heavy Rain again because I want to play that one again and beat that one. Um, They're coming off the PS4 remaster of that. Oh, are they? Yeah. That's cool. I got it for like 12 bucks or something. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, I took advantage of the target buy to get one. I went cheap though. Cause I couldn't really find, I couldn't really, uh, find what I wanted to get in the like newer stuff. So I did, they had skate three for Xbox 360. They had need for speed rivals for Xbox one. And they had the kill zone trilogy for PS3 and the kill zone trilogy ones. I've one is, is one I've been wanting. And then ever since I'm playing Tony Hawk five, when I explained that a few or a month ago or whatever it was, I've been wanting to play Skate 3 again because it's an awesome skateboarding game. And then uh, Need for Speed Rivals. I watched um, Extreme Gamer stream Need for Speed Rivals during the Extra Kid or Extra Life for Kids uh, 24-hour gaming marathon that he did. Um, it looks like a lot of fun, but like my main 
drive to play a need for speed game is like the you know the cops versus the racers type things and uh rivals has it and so it was you know 40 bucks less so i was like yeah let's get that and so i'm gonna try that one i'll see how it is but i think that's about it there was one really good need for speed game last gen i don't remember which one it was though hot pursuit Mm, i don't think so really it might have been like most wanted i was just gonna say that one i've heard that I played that one and I liked it, but I never really played it too, uh, too deep, too much of it. Um, but a lot of people, I remember a lot of people liking that one when it came out. Yeah, I haven't played. I played the rung. That was the last one I really played. Okay, that one's it, not very good, is it? Not really. Yeah. No. But it, it doesn't have all those. Stu- like some of them have the you know you need to do this many. I call it sliding. I forget what the term is but when you go around the corner and you kind of slide and you hold it in a position drifting drifting yeah they have like the drifting stages i hate i hate being forced to do specific things yeah like that's not why i play a racing game i fucking play it to beat somebody else yeah that's like in horizon 2 they have all these uh bucket list challenges and that shit pisses me off because it's like you have to get from point a to point b in a certain amount of time doing like the one that really pissed me off this other day was doing like like 15 drifts, good drifts or some shit like that. And I'm like, fuck that. Like that's, I don't like that. I hate that shit. Some of those fucking challenges are just ridiculously hard. I don't, I'm never going to beat that shit. But now, did you ever play drive club? I played drive club f- very little bit. I played it for like three or four races and the graphics are amazing but it was too it was more realistic than i like like i'm not i suck ass at driving it like driving games and so i i like more arcade style driving yeah it's it's a tough game yeah the ai is brutal yeah <laughs> yeah that's why i stick with forza cuz you can like turn up the assists all you want and change difficulty levels there's just so much customization you can do to make it as easy or as difficult as you want it to be and that's what i like about it I cannot wait for Forza Horizon 3. I played the demo for Forza 6, and that's just, it's just not my type. It's not, it's more sim. And so, passing God, on I've that. Had that. I've had that game since it came out, and I haven't played it. Oh, that's right. You won it, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Digital copy. It just sits there. Right. Oh, like, that's, what I, that's what I bought. I bought a, because my sister came over, and she needed a new hard drive, like an external hard drive to hook up to her computer. <laughs> And so I ended up getting a two terabyte hard drive that I'm going to hook up to my Xbox One. I was going to get two, but I was like, well, the cost is too much. And the Xbox One is the only thing that's been filling up. My PS4 is not full, even with the shit I have on there. So, Isn't it crazy how fast the Xbox One fills up? It is. I don't know why. Like, I don't understand why it's different. I don't understand why it's different from the PS4. Like, They both have like the same type of games. Like, I don't understand why my Xbox One hard drive is so full, but my PS4 one is not. Yeah, I only had like Rise and Dead Rising 3, and they were both disc-based games. Mm-hmm. And then like two downloaded games, like Killer Instinct and the the Crimson Dragon or Crimson Dragon or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And it was like 80% full. And I'm like, how? Right. How is that even possible? I said that like the week I bought my Xbox One. <laughs> I installed the games I bought for it, and I was like, fuck, guys. Like, this is already 80% full. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? And so I just started deleting shit. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I've deleted shit on my PS4 to make room for games in the past. But I don't know. I just, I feel like it, and it's the same size hard drive, 500 gigabytes. 
So I don't know. Whatever. But I have a two terabyte hard drive that I'm going to hook up to it because it comes in tomorrow. I'm pretty happy about that. So I just find it insane that games that come on disk require an install. But then it still has to continue reading that disk the entire time. Yeah. I don't think the disk is spinning, though. Well, it has to be because when I played The Order, mm-hmm. like my, my copy was scratched from the red box. And okay. it kept, if I ever stopped moving even like a second to like take cover, yeah. it, it would just crash and give me an error. Really? Based on the disk because of the scratch. I'm like, that makes no sense. I have this 40 gigabyte download <laughs> install. And you're still reading the disc past the original boot up? Like that's that really doesn't strange. make sense. Unless I would it, I, that does a check to make sure it's still in there, but that, uh, that's stupid too. I don't like my yeah, my assumption was that it would install it and then just not actually you not be reading the disc while you were actually playing the game. Just use it to load the game to verify that it's a legit copy, you know what I mean? Right. I wouldn't expect it to continue reading the disc after that huge install. Because I mean what yeah, that's so strange to me. I don't know. I picked up Trials Fusion also. That's coming. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about that. You're going to cry and oh my scream God. and break another controller. I know. I'm a little nervous about that, but we'll see how it goes. I bought this game. Okay. Judge me because it's uh, probably a terrible game, but called uh, Shadow Warrior or something like that. Oh, I have that game. I've never played it. I was reading. I was like, this game's like 15 bucks. Let me see what this is because it's an Xbox One game or I don't remember what I got it for, PS4, Xbox One. So I was click on it, and I was reading the reviews, and it had like four and a half star reviews, like out of five on Amazon. I was reading, it was like, if you like GoldenEye, if you like old N64 style shooters with updated graphics, you need to play this game, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, fuck for this cheap price. Maybe even been like 12 bucks. I was like, fuck for, for this much? I'm going to try yeah, this. Why not? I bought it when it was like seven, like last winter. Oh, really? I've never played it. It still sits on my hard drive. But Okay. I don't know if it has any like multiplayer. I know that's what that's what I was just wondering. <laughs> Could that be fun to play if it is anything like they said it's a like golden eye both like demons as opposed to like humans that you're killing. So I don't know, we'll see. Could be fun. Might be a little hidden gem for the current current gen systems here. We'll see. Yeah, I remember when it came out, someone on my Twitter feed was all like, Oh my god, it's so amazing and I'm streaming it. Yeah. And then I I don't really watch people play games. I used to back in the day. I'd rather just play it and be done with it. I was watching someone play a game the other day. I was, was watching me. Was that game? No, this one wasn't yeah. you. I was in bed and I was like, "Fuck, I, I don't want to go to sleep." And so, what am I going to do? So I put it on YouTube, on my PS4, and I was like, "Let's just put in a Let's Play." Just, I literally searched Let's Play and see what came up. And it was like, it was like the first uh, channel. So it was a very popular channel. Obviously, they had tons of subscribers, and it was like a major league gaming group. And so I click on it and it was like going through their feed, their playlist, and they had Rainbow Six uh, Siege, Rainbow, what, uh, whatever, Tom Clancy's The Siege, the new one that's coming out next month or whenever the hell it is. And I was like, hmm, I haven't really seen anything about this. Let me let me watch this. And I sat there and watched like a half an hour stream of the game. Like it, it looks fucking awesome. Like if the three of us were playing together, I would absolutely be buying that game. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because, like, if you're playing with a group of people who are, like, legitimately into it and, like, are, you know, trying to play together and trying to, you know, fight together to achieve a goal, I feel like that game would be fucking 
in, in, like incredible. Like the stream was so much fun to watch because these guys clearly knew what they were doing and they were like working together. They're all friends working together. Well, they were playing the multiplayer beta, weren't they? Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, it's only multi- well, there's like an offline mode, but it's not. It's I don't think it's anything like what I was watching on the stream. You just lost me. It does it have a plot line story or in the multiplayer? I don't know. No, I just meant in general. Does oh, it have... I no, I don't think so. From what I from what I've been told about it, and what I was reading about it, it looks like it's a multiplayer only game, which is which sucks. Like I want it, but I'm not going to get buy it because you're going to get into a group of you know it's five on five multiplayer. You're going to get into a group of five, and there's going to be you know just a bunch of idiots, and nothing's going to be achieved. Like these guys would like, we're, we're going to try this plan of attack and then that didn't work. They died. And so they, they're like, okay, let's all get on the roof and I'm going to, you know, set this detonator, detonator on this window. And then once it pops then we can go in and, you know, yada, we can lure them out this way. I don't know. It was just like really cool. It was like, man, this would be so much fun to play if I had a group of people that had the same mindset as me. But when you're playing random people online, you're never going to find that. You know what I mean? The chances of finding that are extremely rare anyway. Right. And so, unfortunately, it's one I'm I'm not going to pick up just because of that reason. But have you man, played the other Rainbow Six games? I pl- uh, I haven't played Rainbow Six since the very original one on Xbox. That was like the very first game that I had on my Xbox that brought me into Xbox Live. Like that was the first game I was playing Xbox Live for. I've never been a fan of the series. Like I remember picking up the first one on the Dreamcast. Okay, and it it was like there's because you could you were directing your squad. Yeah, and, and like you only have so many buttons, and there were just not enough buttons on the controller to do everything that you needed to do. Right. So I, I was like, "Fucking game sucks. I don't. I can't do it." And yeah, was like, that was the one I was talking about. Was actually called Rainbow Six Three. I played one of another Rainbow Six game on the PlayStation One. Like I was at Toys R Us, and it was like on clearance, and it was toward the end of the PS One lifetime. And I was like, oh, mom, can I get this? You know, I was all excited about it. It was cheap. And I was like, yeah, I take it home. And it was the most god awful piece of shit I'd ever played in my life. I was like, what the fuck is I was so mad because it was nothing was doing what I thought it should do because it wasn't just a first person shooter. It was like a tactical game where you need to take people places. And then like you were like rescuing hostages or some shit. And yeah, I hated it. It was probably the same one you played on Dreamcast just for the PS. It was terrible. But Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I haven't played any of the Rainbow Six games. All right. Anyway, that's enough of that. Ready to move on to the reason we are here to review. First up, Evil Dead 2. Let me get my notes out. All right. So this was this was interesting. Um, I didn't take a ton of notes. I did take some. Um, if we kind of approach it the same, same way we did last week with the, the Evil Dead. So Act 1 is essentially the first movie it and if you if you have to find an act one in the evil dead 2 it's going to be the first seven minutes of the movie when they're so what happened and ash you can probably explain this better but they wanted to kind of uh retell the first movie in the first 10 minutes because they didn't have the rights to the first movie is that right mm-hmm. okay and so Instead of obviously, you know, just showing us a flashback to the first movie, they have to redo it. And so they kind of retell the whole first movie in a matter. I thought it was like the first half of the film, maybe the first 20 minutes. It's like the first. Did it even go 10 minutes? It's quick. Yeah, it is. I was very surprised by that. And what I wrote down was that it it felt like someone telling 
that whole first film it's kind of like a vague memory that happened 40, 50 years ago. You know, it's like him telling his grandkids about it. And so obviously the story, the details are changed a little bit. But I was just shocked by how short that whole thing was. Um, and that's really the the first act is just that little bit of time. That's the setup that we get. And then the second act of the film is basically the entire film until we get to, I'd say the third act is when... Um, they hit the barn and they're going to, he's going to put the, the chainsaw, attach the chainsaw to his arm and they're going to head down to the basement to find the pages to the book. I'd say that is the, th and then to the end, I'd say it's the third act. So, um, just a couple notes I had here. Um, and then we'll just get kind of your, uh, your overall thoughts. I guess before we do that though, let's talk about our history with the film. So my history with Evil Dead 2, uh, I watched it for the first time a couple years ago, maybe a few years ago now. Uh, I fell asleep and didn't rewind, didn't kind of go back to it ever. Uh, I, you know, I woke up and watched the rest of the movie. I kept, but it was like one of those things I kept nod nodding off. And so I wasn't a huge fan. Um, and that's really the only history I have with the film. So Chris, what is your history with Evil Dead 2? You, you love catching me right when I'm peeing every time, <laughs> <laughs> every time. Oh. Um, I probably rented it like right after I saw the first Evil Dead. Okay. And like watching it, because I watched it today. Yeah. Like I've seen it a number of times since then, but like, like you, I thought the beginning took more time. Mm hmm. And then I, I don't know. It felt different than the last time I saw it, which is weird. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> okay. Like I, I think I had like a different impression with it, but, um, but okay. yeah. I've and seen what it a, a few times. Gotcha. And what about you, um, Ash? What are your What's your history with the film? Um. Uh, well, first caught Evil Dead Two when it hit basic cable on either eighty eight or eighty nine. So I was twelve at the time I saw it, and it was two in the morning. <laughs> and needless to say, it scared the shit out of me. And then a month later, it was on again, and I watched it again. And then uh, every time it was on, I tried to catch it so I could get a tape copy of it and just never managed to get the VCR to do it right, <laughs> uh, for whatever reason. Um, but then uh, Army of Darkness came out, and I was like, oh my god, it's this guy. And uh, I, I didn't even think about the original Evil Dead in, uh, when I saw it. I was like, oh, it's a sequel. Um, uh, so, actually, that Army of Darkness and Evil Dead 2 are the reason I go by Ash online. I know it's not spelled the same way. Uh, Which fucking throws me off, because every time I write down Ash when I'm talking about the movie, I always add a fucking E, and I have to go back. I, like, my OCD makes me go back and delete <laughs> it. I can't just leave it. And it yeah, fucking pisses but, me off. Oh, sorry. But, yeah, it that, should be, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, I used to go in chat rooms and, and quote Ash. I was such an asshole. Uh, <laughs> the first such couple of years. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, that's where I ended up getting Ash from. Um, but, Evil Dead 2 was the first time I'd been exposed to the, the franchise. Like I said, I, uh, when we talked about Evil Dead, I hadn't only seen the actual full movie twice. Um, <clears throat> watching it this time, though, the last time we watched it, I watched it uh, from the July uh, films. Or the June films. Sorry. The, the, the Summer Cine Passion Scream Challenge. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, okay. Um, but that was my commentary track. Because I've got the Blu-ray 25th Anniversary Edition. It's got a commentary track with Campbell and Raimi on it. Nice. And um, so 
Like, I, I glossed over all of the little mistakes that they made because it's such a fun film. Mm-hmm. Watching it this time, not feeling well, I caught every single fucking mistake because they pointed it out in the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the I always liked the intro. Um, watching it now, though, too, it, they retcon a bunch of events. Um, because, it, like, I used to think you could actually take the ending shot from Evil Dead, uh, where it sneaks up on Ash and then goes black, and pair it up with where it comes through the uh, cabin in Evil Dead 2 at the beginning, mm-hmm. and go from there, and then just watch it as one long movie. Um, but you can't, because they changed some of the events happen before the end of that first night. or, or uh, they, they happened in the first movie before the end of the first night. So like, um, there wouldn't be shotgun shell or shotgun holes in the door in Evil Dead Two when there should be, and uh, a couple other things because they had to streamline it to, to make it work. Um, okay, like a whole bunch of different little things. Right. Uh, but uh, no, I I, I like the, the streamline opening. Um, watching it now, I almost wish instead of his girlfriend, it was his sister, because his sister. Well, she was nowhere near as creepy in in the first Evil Dead. She was the basement dweller in the first Evil Dead movie. Right. Uh, but she's the first one to get nailed uh, by it. And mm-hmm. but that would have been you know, <laughs> more traumatic for him. She definitely uh, gets she, nailed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, how do I put it? I think that would have been more traumatic than his girlfriend that he just gave like a $5 little glass trinket to. And I know it only costs $5 because Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell say so. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but uh, if it was his sister, it'd be a little weird that they're going to this cabin. Well, to hang out, maybe get away from it all. You know, I mean, they deal with that in the remake of the Evil Dead movie. I mean, they, they did it pretty well. But, I mean, you know, it, I like the girlfriend. The girlfriend works, but... I would have liked this the sister as a little bit more personal story. Okay. Yeah, and just before we before we move any further, just make note there will be spoilers for um, you know, the Evil Dead and the Evil Dead 2 because we talked about Evil Dead last episode with spoilers and we will talk about spoilers in this episode. Uh so just be aware. But again, if you're listening to this, I'm I'm certain you've already seen uh the Evil Dead and the Evil Dead 2. So I just wanted to throw that out before we move on. So I want to talk about Kind of what what things do you like about this movie, Ash? What what are your what are your major pros about this movie? What makes this something that you enjoy? Um, they don't. Yeah, there's slapstick humor in it, and you can see a lot of the like the Three Stooges elements that Raimi and Campbell love. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of physical humor in the movie, but at the same time, um, they managed to hit the horror just right. So while there's like some funny bits, it's like. It, or scenes that can come off as funny, you sit there and think about the scene later, and it's like, wow, that's actually kind of terrifying. <laughs> um, uh, it's I, to me, Evil Dead Two is like the perfect blend of the horror and the comedy mix up. Like I think, uh, like I used to love Army of Darkness more because it was it was funnier, and there's a lot more one liners. But uh, I, I actually prefer Evil Dead Two more now because it's it takes itself a little more seriously. Okay. All right, and and. Chris, I don't want to know if you what your thoughts are overall yet, but what are, what are some pros you could find with the film, if any? I'm eating the brownie. That's a pro. <laughs> um, well, it's a good way to take a nap. <laughs> oh, I think that was you, not me. Oh, gosh, yeah. 
um, the pros. Um, there's some good classic lines and moments that are here and that carry over. Yeah. And there, and there's a there's a moment that actually takes place in the episode we'll discuss later. Okay. I, I think it did at least that or I was hallucinating because <laughs> it was weird because I started watching it and then the next thing I knew it was over and I thought that was kind of odd. Like I just I don't know if I was just into it this time. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, I mean, there's some good stuff in there, some yeah. bad stuff. Yeah, I think that's like what uh, what I like about the film. If I you know, finding pros about the film is that there are some really awesome shots, awesome moments, uh, whether they are you know one liners um, or just simply how the film is seen or how the the scene is filmed. Uh, and I think that's really speaks volumes to the director. Um, one moment that I like is when Ash pulls up to the bridge at the beginning of the film. He's trying to escape and he does his best Charlton Heston at the end of Planet of the Apes when he screams, no, 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 at the at the bridge. I thought that was hilarious and a very, very clear reference to Planet of the Apes to me, at least. Um, and then there's the moment where um, Linda's headless corpse comes running in with the chainsaw. I mean, it's just such a great shot. The door flinging open and her running in. The effects work is really great at that part. Um, he places the Farewell to Arms book on top of the bucket. <laughs> oh, God, I love that shot. Yeah. Oh, my God. That cracks my shit up every time I watch that movie. I like that they set up Army of Darkness with that one page from the Book of the Dead, um, which actually sets up the end of this film as well, which I didn't, I'd forgotten, I guess. How, so. how about I've never recognized that scene with the book? Until this viewing. Oh, really? I've really? never noticed it before. No. I, 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 I only watched it one other time. Like I said, I was falling asleep a lot. So I this is the only time I noticed it too. But yeah, I like that a lot. Um, Ash as a deadite. I think he looks so fucking cool. Probably my favorite of the deadites. Um, what else? Some other cons. I mean, pros. Um, oh, the, the, the scene, which kind of leads us into the act three. When he's getting, it's like the quick cut of him getting the saw attached to his arm. And then he saws off, excuse me, saws off the shotgun. And then we get our very first groovy. I thought that was awesome. Just such a great scene, a very classic moment, you know. Rami loves to do those. Those are like, that. those kind of shots are in like every one of his films. Yeah. <laughs> I, he even worked it in Spider-Man 2, the quick cuts uh, scene. Um, in Spider-Man 2, when Doc Ock first wakes up in the hospital and the people are trying to cut that shit off of him. Yeah. Uh, they, it, Raimi uses, falls back on his Evil Dead 2, <laughs> and we're all just Evil Dead filming style, and just goes all out with the zoom cuts and, you know, the quick cuts with the lights and all that shit, yeah. Right. He loves those shots. Bless him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one, I, I like the, the tree special effects in evil dead too i thought were really impressive um and the final battle as ash is getting pulled into that like giant red face as the trees hugging him and pulling him closer i thought that was a really well done moment with the special effects um and so the, the, you know those are, are some things i really like about the film but as chris was alluding to i think my biggest qualm with the first film and i think i mentioned it last week was just how the second act seems to kind of drag a little bit. Like it gets a little long with Ash just fighting these other, you know, uh, fighting the deadites and trying to fight the evil. It just, it just gets a little long. And 
I think that's made even worse in this film because that opening scene is maybe 10 minutes, maybe if we're stretching it. And we get some other bits in there by meeting this new, uh, the, the family of the, how, like the owners of the cabin basically. Um, but it's, it's just not enough. It just, it drags a lot. And I kept falling asleep. Like I was fighting it so hard and kept falling asleep. Like obviously I re, you know, went backwards and, and watched it all. So I, I, you know, I did see the whole film, but there's just something to be said about the fact that it could not keep me awake. Uh, and that I think is just because the second act, the, the him fighting the deadites just gets a little much. I wish there was more to it than just that. Um, and like I said, I know we get the the family added in there, uh, and then like the kind of I don't know what they are. They were in the they're in the at Evil Dead the musical that I saw. That those two the like the rednecks who lead him through the woods and everything. But I don't know. I just wanted more of that, I guess, than than we got. And so that's kind of my major con with it. Um, and I'll just continue on. I guess the the claymation. Oh, wait, 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 hang on. Go ahead. I, got, I got one more pro. Okay. Um. Ted Raimi is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's brother. No to that. Yeah. Plays Henrietta's deadite version. Mm-hmm. And he is fantastic just trying to get around in that makeup and everything else. I can't imagine having to do that. I know. So funny. But oh, but the Henrietta sequence is still probably one of my favorites when they turn on the tape recorder and he's telling you, you know, oh my god, I I couldn't bring myself to behead her or dismember her course. So I buried her in the earthen floor of the fruit cellar and Ash just kind of swings his head over and <laughs> out pops the fucking head. And it's just like, yeah, it's like, oh, yes, that that seems perfect. Just great timing. And that one. Yeah, but, that yeah. was fun. I agree. I would, I would agree with you there. He's he's um, credited as Theodore Ramey. I was like, yay, full name. <laughs> but. The the Ash, one of your complaints about the first film was the the claymation effects that they had late yeah. in the film, and I don't really think they're that much better in this one. No, I, I, watching some of them are better, some yeah. of them aren't. Um, the well, I appreciate the artistry that goes into making her dance uh, when she pops out of the <laughs> grave. <laughs> the model looks at the only thing on that model that looks like Ash's girlfriend is everything below the neck. Right. It's just so terrible on that little puppet. It's <laughs> so bad. And it's just like, oh my god. Um, but the worst for me, it, Yeah, I mean, it works, but it's just like, yeah, that one's bad. And I noticed it with the hand more this more this time too. Oh my um, god. <laughs> yeah, the one the hand the hand makes up for it by being fucking hysterical. Uh, but yeah, the it the just looks hand, like he's holding a mannequin's head and running around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that part, yeah. But uh, the sequence where her head first drops in his lap and she's like, hello, lover. That one was really well done. Uh, They did a really great job disguising the fact that she was like underneath Bruce Campbell there. Right. (laughs) And you can't tell. Even watching it now, I like paused it. It's like, yeah, I can't tell. (laughs) The Uh, worst effect to me, though, has to be the gargoyle at the very end of the film. Gargoyle. Oh, the Deadite gargoyle. Yeah, Yeah. the CGI. Oh, no. It's not even CGI. It was another puppet. Okay. I, I, unfortunately, the the stop motion in Army of Darkness is just as touch and go as it is in Evil Dead Two. Yeah, um, which is really sad because a year after Army of Darkness came out, 
Jurassic Park came out. It's <laughs> <So laughs> like, like, oh, this could have been really cool. Uh, but yeah. Some of the character motivate or uh, moments, I guess, bug the hell out of me. Like when she's trying to close the door and, <laughs> and the large man is clearly in the fucking door. And so she drags him a little bit after she stabbed him. She drags him a little bit, tries closing the door again, but clearly his legs are still on the fucking door. So she drags him a little bit more, tries closing, and then his fucking feet are in the door. I'm like, are you that fucking dumb? Move the motherfucking body and then close the fucking door. I didn't understand why the hell they had to drag that on so damn much. Because Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell thought that was hysterical because they, yeah. hate, they hated the redneck uh, character. <laughs> I just didn't get the humor there. I was just annoyed. I'm like, just I, I know. It's not for there. everybody. I mean, it, it, it's such a go. Some of the scenes I really enjoy sometimes and other times it's like, oh, come on. This yeah. Uh, another thing that bu- bugged the hell out of me. The guy. So at one point, um, I don't know her name. Bobby Joe or some shit like that. Uh, some redneck name. Bobby she runs into the forest and is you know we know murdered and then um the guy the redneck is like you know he grabs the shotgun he's like i'm in charge now we're we're going to get her and he they're like no like we've got to read these pages from this you know we've got to read the spells from this page so we can reverse the evil and so he grabs the pages and he literally walks past the open flame walks right past the open flame and drops it down the fucking cellar Opens up the cellar door and drops it down there. Why, if your goal is to get rid of the pages, why the fuck would you walk past the flame and drop them down a goddamn cellar door? Well, maybe he didn't want to get rid of the pages, but just delay them. They could do it. Maybe, but I don't know. I think his only goal in that moment was to get them to go outside. Well, okay. If you throw the pages in the fire, they might try to jump you to get the pages out. If you drop them in the cellar with that thing down there, they're not going to try it at the moment because they don't have anything to fight that off. <sighs> I don't know. I still think it was dumb. I'd have dropped it in the flame and it had been gone in three seconds. Maybe. We don't know that. There were it's an evil book. Thousands of years old pages, right? Or hundreds, whatever the hell it was. But they haven't aged. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But the book that's- is live. Oh, wait. That's, 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 that's spoilers for the third movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I hated the scene where the redneck runs outside and is yelling her name. <laughs> I swear it was like ten fucking minutes of him just standing there. I'm like, all oh, shut the fuck up already! Like yeah. I'm, I'm over you speaking and screaming. <laughs> I do like the the setup for that is perfect though, because it just goes dead fucking quiet while he's he's kind of looking out in the woods, and then Ash, Dead-Eyed Ash, just pops off. That's still scared. I was ready for it. I was like, whoa, <laughs> still got me. Uh. But yeah, I I'm also sick, so there. <laughs> I do jump in horror movies, but yeah, no. Uh, what I think is hilarious is I finally met a Bobby Joe where I work, and every time I hear her name, I think of that damn scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I I forget what I was gonna say. Fuck, Ugh, I hate that. Um, so, uh, Chris, what are your what are your overall thoughts? On the Evil Dead Two, I, I think I prefer. I, well, I don't think I, I definitely prefer the original Evil Dead over this one. Okay. Um, like, like you said, the claymation, a lot of it looks still iffy, mm-hmm. and I'm a little less forgiving with it being X amount of years later with a lot more budget. And there's yeah. some sh- the shots of the bridge 
just had me just laughing because they were just really bad. I liked like, the way it was. It was kind of like curved, like curled up. I like that. Um, I do like the chase scene with where the camera's chasing Ash through the house in the beginning. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, the I'll swallow your soul scene is great. I love that at the end with the creature thing. Yeah. Um, there was something else I liked. I don't remember. But that's what? the gist of it. Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. Uh, I don't remember the character's name, but the like the owner of the cabin's daughter. I don't know her name, but you know what I'm talking about? Um, Annie. Annie, okay. I feel like she would have made a perfect deadite. Like her face, the way it was structured, I was uh, wanting to see her as a deadite so fucking badly. Yeah, she is a, she's really expressive too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here, here's a funny story though, because... I was like, this movie has to be streaming somewhere. So yeah. I like went, I went to normal. It's not streaming anywhere, first <laughs> of all. So I'm like, yeah. I'll just go to YouTube. Yeah. Like, you can find anything on YouTube and stream it. Nope. Couldn't find it. But I found, um, there was some like interview with the girlfriend from the beginning, the new girlfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was like some weird, like, it looked like someone's basement interview with her from like the eighties. It was really weird. I'm like, it was like 13 minutes. So I threw that on mm-hmm. while I was hunting for my DVD. I'm like, Oh, please be in the stupid binder. Please be in the stupid binder. But it was just funny. Cause she's like, well, I'm not in the credits on the poster. Cause I don't have that. Or it's by, I don't know. She tried to explain it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, Oh honey. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, honey. It's <laughs> so pretty. It's okay. Oh. But yeah. But then I found it in my binder, so I was like, whew. Thank God for that. <laughs> Nothing like wait until like yeah. 1 p.m. to start <laughs> looking for it. Exactly. All right. So, Ash, what are your overall thoughts on Evil Dead 2? Despite its flaws, I still love it. Um, I love it, I think, in spite of its flaws. I I notice them a lot more now, mm-hmm. um, because I've been picking it apart. Um, no, it, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So, okay, excellent. All right, yeah, and my th- I think I'm kind of in the same boat as um, Chris, where I I think I like the first film better. So, if ranking these now, ignoring the uh, fact that there are two more, just just focus on the two we've had. Obviously, it's going to go Evil Dead and then Evil Dead 2 for Chris and I, and it's going to go Evil Dead 2 and then Evil Dead for Ash, correct? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I know Chris is, agrees because he just said the same thing. So, um, yeah, and that, I, and so I just, I don't know what it is about the first film. I just like I think it. the cast is more likable, too, in the first film. They are, and there's... I, I, I would agree with that. Absolutely. I think that's you, you hit it there. Um, I like spending time with them more uh, and it just makes them more interesting, I guess. And that's what I kind of lose about this film is it I've yet to see it and not fallen, fallen asleep while watching it. And that bugs the hell out of me. But so. All right. So let's rate this bad boy out of four stars. Ash, what do you give it? Three and a half. Wow. Your favorite films of all time and only three and a half stars. That's it's flawed. I, just That's because I enjoy a film doesn't mean I can't recognize that it's flawed. There you go. And what about you, Chris? Two and a half. Yeah, and I'm going 
two and a half as well, just because there are some really good moments in it that I love, but they're kind of just too far, uh, few and far between. So two and a half stars for me, it is. All right. So next week, along with episode three, we're going to be reviewing Army of Darkness, which will be my first time viewing, which I'm really excited about. And we've talked about it. Uh, And for those that are following along, we are going to be watching the theatrical cut as opposed to the director's cut. So if you're watching, you can watch the theatrical cut and you'll be right with us. All right. So let's move on to episode two of Ash versus Evil Dead entitled Bait, directed by Michael J. Bessett. All right. I'm excited about this one. So this episode picks up exactly where the first episode ended. Um, They're still in Ash's uh, mobile home and they've just, you know, chopped Grammy in half with the chainsaw. And uh, so now they are um, figuring out what to do next. So Kelly really wants to go check on her dad, but Ash, he has other plans. Um, He heads outside to patch up some of the bullet holes with duct tape, of course. Um, And then his former boss happens to appear behind him as a deadite, but he doesn't see him. And then all of a sudden, Kelly takes off on Pablo's bike. And Pablo tells him, tells Ash that she took the Book of the Dead with her. Um, and so Ash, you know, Pablo basically just talks Ash into going to Kelly's parents' house to get the book back and to, you know, and then in turn help Kelly. Uh, and Pablo's just really excited about the whole thing, which I love. There, then, there is a great moment in this scene where Ash is like, fuck me. And Pablo start, he starts with like... Okay, I'll, and then he's, I was like, oh, he's going to say, okay, I'll do it. Ah, I completely missed that. But he didn't say that. Okay. He says, okay, I'll, I'll drive us or something. But it started something differently. My mind was going elsewhere. And I was like, oh, this is going to be just hysterical. (laughs) It it, it, it wasn't as funny as it was in my head. (laughs) I I was gung ho. I was like, yeah, just say it. Because that's what went through my, that's the kind of response I would give. Right being the sarcastic asshole that i am mm-hmm. that's what i would say that's hilarious <laughs> oh man so the um uh, so the next scene we get um pablo and ash on the road to kelly's parents house and pablo is asking on for tips on how to fight the deadites um and then all of a sudden who pops up in the back seat but mr roper their old boss and so now it's a fight between Mr. Roper and Ash and Pablo. And uh, earlier in the scene, Ash tells Pablo that once you get hit in the head or once you get smacked in the face, you'll know what to do. It'll just come naturally. And so then Mr. Roper hits him and Pablo says, I know you said when I got hit that I'd know what to do, but I just got hit and I don't know what to do. I thought that was hilarious. Um, And then Ash, he uh, grabs his beer bottle and just starts going to town on Mr. Roper's neck. And there's just blood fucking everywhere, which was awesome, obviously. Um, And then finally he gets his head out the window and another car or a semi truck or a car, whatever it was, drives by and takes his head off and and gets for the deadite. Um, And that blood stain leads to our opening credits. So, Ash, what are your overall thoughts on the opening of episode two? I like the sequence. Um, I think I would have liked a little bit more play between Ash and Roper, where Roper's trying to sneak up on the car, and all we got was really uh, shots of Roper. 
Yeah. And that doesn't really jive with how they work in the Evil Dead series. Like, you could see it, and then Ash would turn around, we'd get his point of view, and we wouldn't see it. Then we'd come back, and it would come back up, but they didn't really give us Ash's point of view. Um, so I kind of would have liked that. Other than that, though, I loved the dialogue. The dialogue was great. Um, and I loved uh, Ash's tips <laughs> for fucking <laughs> up. And when he asked for a towel, are you got anything to wipe off my face? <laughs> Yeah, that's Ash just up. put a towel down into yeah. <laughs> a goddamn side door and pulls out a moist towelette. <laughs> it's so funny. I was yeah, I was uh, laughing my ass off. All right, and what about you, Chris? Opening thoughts on this scene? I hated it. I'm kidding. Okay. It was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I was engaged. I wasn't on my phone. There you go. That's a win already. All right. So after that, we that then the, the moist toilet scene was. I just goddamn that was funny. That was very well played. Um, so then we get the special agent. Her name's Amanda. Uh, she visits Ash's motorhome park and she talks with the neighbors. And the neighbors tell her that he likes to bring horrors over. And one of the last horrors he had was this uh, girl with a wrist tattoo, which obviously sparks her interest because she remembers the um, you know person that she killed the other night and had a wrist tattoo. So they, uh, Ash and Pablo arrive at Kelly's parents' house, um, and they're getting ready. They know they're basically they're game planning, right? He's gonna bust the door down, guns blazing, gonna take the shit out, grab the book, and get the fuck out, right? And Pablo's like, "Well, what do I use?" And he hands him the bottle. <laughs> There's like a quarter left of this bottle, and he tells Pablo to use the bottle. And so uh, um, they. Bust through the door. Sharpened it for him. That's right. <laughs> yeah, what do you say? He's like, but, but you just stabbed Mr. Roper like a hundred times with this bottle and not much happened. And he, that's when he says, I was just sharpening it for you. That yeah. Curious. <laughs> um, and so they, they bust down the door, getting ready to, to cause hell. And the mom is just sitting there with Kelly and the dad. And everything seems to be just fine. And so obviously they're just a funny moment because they're just covered in blood and he has a chainsaw attached to his arm and a, and a shotgun in one hand and Pablo's holding the bottle, broken bottle, just a funny scene. And uh, one of the lines there, they say that they, you know, why are you covered in blood? And they said that because they hit a deer and then they, they went out to, to check on and it was stuck in its grill and then it exploded. Oh man! And the dad goes, "I've never seen a deer explode." And Ash's his line back is, "Maybe you're not hit hunting the right deer." <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, the the repartee between the two different groups was really funny in that scene. And so this sets up that um, Kelly's mom she says that she wasn't dead, that she was uh, supposedly drowned in a car accident, but the body was never found, and so. You know, she wasn't actually dead like the, you know, everyone reported, um, which is obviously bullshit is what I wrote down. But Ash knows it already here. He feels like that's bullshit. Um, and so what this leads to is the mom inviting them to stay for dinner. And so they're going to go out. Pablo's super excited about it, you know, because it's his chance to impress um, Kelly's parents and Kelly. And so they run out and they're going to get ready for the evening. Um, and then we are back at the trailer park and the neighbors look at a sketch of Ash and they say he looks dumber in real life. That's basically him. <laughs> that was awesome. 
<laughs> oh, and then Amanda gets sent home because she's not supposed to be at the scene. Um, all right. So now we find out a reveal in this in this episode here. Pablo actually has the Book of the Dead. He was lying to Ash um, so that Ash would agree to, you know, try to help Kelly. Um, and then, you know, we find out that Ash isn't buying Kelly's mom's story. Um, he says that Kelly's the bait and he's the whale. And so basically the mom's trying to get to Ash because, you know, she, he's the, the real prize that she's trying, that the deadites are trying to get. Um, and then Pablo asks him to ask him to be polite. And he says, well, I'll be polite right until I'm rude. Another just hilarious line. I think the, the, my favorite part of this episode is the one liners that Ash delivers. I think they're just perfect. Um, I did like that. They got an established, uh, actress to play the mom and she does all her own stunts and makeup work throughout the episode. Uh, I can't remember her name now. Damn it. Oh, that's, I remember from lost in space, the movie lost in space. Okay. Very cool. I didn't know that. I didn't recognize her. Yeah, she's she's been in quite a bit, but yeah, she did like all her own stunts and everything for that sequence. She's like, yeah, get more blood. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch like the behind the scenes thing afterwards? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, it was only for that one episode, so sure. I was like, okay, this is fine. The yeah. It looks like they might be doing that after every episode, which is pretty cool. <laughs> so then we get the dinner scene, and so uh, Pablo and Kelly talk about her mom being alive at dinner. Um, and Abram brings the food in and suggests to Ash that he takes off his gun. And, uh, you know, Ash is clearly not having any of that bullshit. Um, so Ash, there is basically. <laughs> your, father, your, your husband's a hunter. He understands. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, and so Ash is basically interrogating her at this point. Uh, and then he starts, like, s- seeing the like, blood dripping from her mouth and then turns to have Pablo look. And then he looks back and it's not there. Um, and, you know, it's basically getting to the point where it looks like Ash is wrong and this is actually her mom. And so she's like, you know, is there any more questions or can we, you know, eat dinner? And Ash says, yeah, I got one more. And he fucking knocks her out. He just punches her in the face and knocks her ass out, which was just awesome. Um, and then. <laughs> I, just, go ahead. I just love when she pops up. Yeah. And he's like, oh. I'm glad I was starting to feel like a real dick there. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote down. You know, I love that line. Oh, good. I was really starting to feel like a dick. Oh, man. That was awesome. Um, and so she sticks the dad through the eye, which kills him. And then we get a Let's Tango bitch from Ash, which is awesome. Um, Kelly disappears upstairs. And the um, Deadite mom is up there. And she's singing, you know, uh, rest, whatever that song is. The same song that's sung in Evil Dead 2. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's right. a common nursery rhyme, though. So. Yeah. The Mockingbird song. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she starts crying and saying that she didn't know what happened. You know, she blacked out and, she, you know, Kelly has to help her. Um, and really, I like taking this seriously for the character, for Kelly, this is a really fucked up thing. <laughs> her mom is supposed to be dead for the past six months or whatever it was. And now yeah. she's in the room and singing nursery rhymes to her and 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 then the mom hugs her and she's like you know I'm going to help you I'm going to help you um and then they bust in and they're you know trying to uh, you know um basically kill her but she, she, Kelly's like no like she's okay she's she's fine now and then she hugs her and she says you know I didn't there was no accident I didn't 
uh, what did she say? There was no accident. I basically I committed suicide. I drove off the bridge to get away from you. And so this fucked up scene for Kelly just gets even more fucked up. Like, man, oh man, what a thing to hear. And so um, Ash attacks um, and he almost gets his head blown off, but luckily the bullet misses and then Pablo runs from behind and stabs her in the head, which doesn't kill her. Um, And then we get the chainsaw right through the gullet, which I loved. Um, And then the head gets taken off next. It was was, so bloody. I was hoping for like a blowjob joke there because of... (laughs) like where her head placement was. I agree. It was definitely <laughs> made. Absolutely. You get your blow job joke in Army of Darkness. Oh good. I'm excited for that. So we get the I won't good- ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> so we get good night mother as the at scene ends. Um and then there's just some really good cinematography at the burial scene, which is the next scene. Uh the way the the light was behind them uh, with the backlight just looked really cool. Um they all take shots from Ash's flask and basically they're just decide that they're going to work together to take down these deadites. Um, and Ash says, besides you're kind of like me to Kelly deadites ruins your life and you're hot as hell. There's <laughs> <laughs> more excellent lines. Um, and then Kelly says, you knew they were Jewish, right? And Ash goes, I did not. I wish you would have said something before I made those dumb crosses. <laughs> Such great writing in this episode. And so that scene ends, they take off, the three of them are heading out, and the very last scene of episode two, Amanda arrives at Books From Beyond, which is the bookstore that Ash is presumably headed to at this point. That's the bookstore that he's been wanting to go to. And episode two comes to a close. This episode in this series so far, the word that comes to mind most is lean, L-E-A-N. It's incredibly tight. Like there's no filler. There's no fat on this meat. Um, whatever we're getting is important to the story and it's always moving forward, which I fucking am so happy about because as much as I love Sense8, you know, I feel like there was some people might say some filler. Um, and then obviously with with Scream TV series, there was just whole plots dropped, you know, midway through the ser- series and whatever. Uh, so it's awesome to have something so tight. And obviously it's a 30 minute show. And so you have to be lean in order to to make this work. Um, I think it is really working in its favor. Um, it just feels so perfectly trimmed down. All we're getting is is important story and action. Um, and I'm really hoping that maintains throughout the whole series. Um, it's so much fun. And I, I can't imagine this being disappointing to fans of the series because I feel like it's so true to what's come before, at least what I've seen of it anyway. Um, and I can't wait for the next episode. I love 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 it chris what were your thoughts on episode two i think i actually like this episode better than the one before it yep me too and like you said like the writing was really good and there was a moment during the dinner scene where i'm like maybe he's just wrong (laughs) you know there was that brief moment like yeah because i mean he always he always fucks things up maybe he's wrong (laughs) and he punched her i'm like oh damn she didn't pop right back up I'm like, whoa, shit, it was right. And then she did pop up finally. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah. my only th- The only thing I don't like so far is I, I get that Pablo isn't like our big hero yet. Mm-hmm. But there's moments where like Ash is stuck in the wall with the chainsaw and mom is on top of him like trying to bite him. And Pablo and Kelly are just kind of like curled up in a corner. 
not doing anything. Yeah. And I, I didn't like that moment. I get it. You know, because they're scared shitless and blah, 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 blah. But it felt like they just sat there for a really long time while he was struggling about to die. <laughs> and yeah. He's the only person I can really, you know, fix it. <laughs> right. But I feel like it might be. I think it's probably purposely that way, though. I feel like they're building right. for Pablo to become that eventually is my guess. Right. Awesome. All right. What about you, Ash? I loved it. A lot of fun. Great one-liners, and the pacing was good. Absolutely. Like, like you, Chris, like, I was shocked that the episode was over. Like, it was so fast, yeah. and I this wanted is, more. This is going to be a great show to binge. Right. Absolutely. I do have one other complaint, and it's just that there's been, like, barely any Lucy Lawless, and, like, she was in all the promotional stuff. What's I realize she's coming up. Was she in this episode? No. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> trying to think. It's a flashback. That was it. Which flashback? At the very beginning of the episode. There was a previously on. Oh, okay. The- right, right, right. Gotcha. Awesome. So, yeah, that is episode two of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Perfect. I don't know what else to say. So, next week we are reviewing episode three of Ash vs. Evil Dead. And we are reviewing the theatrical cut of... Army of Darkness. So if you're following along, make sure you watch episode three and you watch the theatrical cut of uh, Army of Darkness. So that way you are all caught up and you don't have to worry about any spoilers. Anything else, gentlemen, before we call it an evening? I do have one thing to say for anyone who was a fan of the Scream TV series. They fired the producer and lead writer for it. I meant to talk about that. So thank you for bringing it up. Yeah. So woohoo. Hopefully they'll fix it. Maybe. So, I mean, yeah, it's basically, it's going to be potentially completely different because, you know, they're gone. And so one of them is staying on as kind of like a consultant, I read. But uh, for the most part, it's going to be a completely new team. So there's a chance, cross my fingers, (laughs) that Scream 2 might, or Scream Season 2 might not suck ass like Scream TV Series Season 1 did. So we'll see. So you're saying there's a chance. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But oh, it's like right. one of three shows that just had like their entire cast, like everything got changed because the Muppets was another one. Yep. Yeah, that's the article I wrote about the Muppets in the Scream TV series. What was the third one? Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay. They, um, although that, that was a little rough for the Walking Dead when they did that at the beginning of season two. Well, they did it like mid season two, didn't they? In Walking Dead. Like, he'd already filmed, like, three or four episodes, and then they canned uh, Frank Darabont. Oh. I didn't realize he did any in season two. I thought he was gone after season one. Uh, no, they'd started filming season two, like, and he'd gone to the conventions to promote it. Yeah. And then after he got back from the conventions, they fired him. That blows my mind. Yeah. How do you fire Frank Darabont? Wow. They, they thought he was working too slow, and they wanted cheap and quick. Yeah. And he wanted quality because that's what people liked about the show. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Fascinating. All right. Well, yeah, we haven't had much go up on the website this week. Actually, nothing since our last podcast, but that's all right. We have a review coming soon from Ash reviewing an anthology horror film, an independent one at that. So definitely be sure to check out the website for that. And if you missed any of the 13 days of Halloween, go back and and check those out. We had a great month of October, so we're kind of taking a little break for at least a couple weeks here. 
and uh, focusing in on our podcast, which is always a good thing. So, all right. Thanks, guys, for being here tonight. And I want to thank everyone for listening. And we will catch you next time. My butthole's on fire. <laughs> That's okay. I I have the most awkward sex scene I have ever read that I need to share with you guys. It's only like a, it's only like a sentence long, but I have. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, we're not sure that this is actually possible, but yeah, here goes. Eliza's breast sparrow rolled across Ezra's howling mouth and the pained frenzy of his bulbous salutation, extenuating his excitement as it smacked its way into every muscle of Eliza's body, except for the otherwise central zone. <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. I don't even know what the hell that means.